You're listening to the Bride Chilla Podcast, helping bride chillas and groom chillas plan their wedding minus the bullshit, one podcast at a time. That is true. I am Alicia, the host of the show. This is a special Q&A episode. I've been mixing it up a little bit. I'll tell you why. I read an article and I like consistency. I read an article. I sound like an old lady who's clipped a newspaper clipping out and sent it to you in the post. I think you should read this article. I read an article about, uh, you know, keeping your listeners on your toes and perhaps doing Monday and Thursday all the time was a little formulaic. Maybe you got bored with it. Maybe some people don't listen to Q&A and other people listen to the interview episode. So I'm just mixing it up. I'm having fun with it, as they'd say. I used to do auditions. You might be, if you're new to the show, I'm a comedian, author, general person. I'm an Aussie who lives in London, who likes to talk about weddings. This is episode 256 of the show. If you enjoy the show, if you enjoy this episode, I uh, would recommend that you go back and listen to the back catalogue. So much information covered. But I used to go to auditions quite a lot while we're living in Australia for ads, for TV shows, everything. And you'd sit and wait for the audition and they'd go into this crappy little room, usually with a casting director. And uh, they would say, okay, we're going to do the script and just read it and just have fun with it. And you're like, this is the least fucking fun thing I could ever imagine having fun with. It's under pressure. You've got a camera pointing at you. They're judging you immediately as you walk into the room. Just have fun with it. So if you have an actor friend or someone who wants to get into performance and they've gone to a couple of auditions, my my quest for you this week is to say just have fun with it and watch them cringe because it seems to be something a lot of people say and you're like just I would rather you not on today's show I am answering questions from the lovely bride chiller Geneva she is having some troubles with her in-laws and they appear to be determined to stop her from getting married that's not true well Basically, they're just not really in to the idea of uh, her their son getting married. Also, Bridechilla Brittany is having trouble with a bridesmaid who is sort of making the wedding mm, so far a little bit about her. I actually think it's a really interesting topic to talk about when bridesmaids go a little rogue, especially when they're not happy in love. Sometimes we can be a bit judgy. When it comes, not saying Britney's being judgy, I'm talking in general. We can be a bit judgy when people start to act up, but you know, we've got to go deep. Question why they're acting that way and why they're not being supportive of you and why they're trying to make it about them. Sometimes things are a little bit different than we think. Also got a cracking voicemail from Bride Chiller Aaliyah, who is struggling with the guest list. She did an interesting thing, which I, I'd love to hear your feedback on. They had said to their parents, you can have 50 people, you can have 50 people, we'll have 50 people, and now it hasn't gone as well as they'd hoped. I love hearing from you if you have a question or voice message about wedding planning, life in general, if you have a suggestion or a theme topic for the show, get in touch, visit thebridechiller.com, leave me a voice message, just like when you're calling a friend, I don't know if people leave voice messages in real life anymore. I love a phone call. I fucking hate emails. I'm not to say I don't like your emails. I love reading your emails, but I get really stressed of having to reply to 400 emails. So I, in real life, not just in my bride chiller life, I try and use voice messages in the phone and people often are like, I haven't answered my phone since 2002. Who are you and what do you want? But 
I love hearing your voice and I love hearing your questions. So if you would like to leave me a voice message, I highly encourage it. If you're new to the show, I also suggest that you join the Bride Chiller community. We have a fantastic Facebook page, which is very active, where lots of people come on. They post photos, questions, and uh, really there is lots of great conversations. It's supportive, non-wanky, as I would say. It's not like some of the deep, dark wedding forums where you just get hammered for asking a question. Don't know if you've heard about that. Really annoys me. It's not our scene. So thank you so much for listening. I'm going to jump into the first question. This is Bride Chiller Talene. She left me a voice message and uh, she's gorgeous. So let's hear what she has to say. Hi, Alicia. Um, I just wanted to say thank you for all that you do. I love your podcast. I actually just finished listening to all of your episodes. Um, and they were amazing, changed my life. Um, I wanted to send a voicemail in saying that I am eagerly awaiting your response to my email. I received a response from you when I first wrote in saying, look out for future emails or look out for future episodes. So I'm so excited to hear. And I actually just re-listened to an episode you did a couple weeks ago where you mentioned Bob Ross fun fact about Bob Ross, he actually used to be a drill sergeant, which you should look it up. It's hilarious once you hear him and know what he actually does. (laughs) So again, thank you so much for everything you do. Happy days. Happy days to you too, Talene. Thank you so much for that lovely voice message. I had to have a giggle with you sending that through because Rich and I did a an Instagram live a couple of weeks ago where we were watching Bob Ross on Netflix. Now, I'd never really heard of Bob Ross, and you might not have heard of him either. He is not around anymore. But in the 80s, he used to make these television shows where he would show people how to paint, as in artistry painting, not wall painting. And it he's very calm, and it's sort of soothing. You listen to him, and you watch him paint, and you go into some sort of weird meditational zone but he always talks really lightly really lightly so the fact that <laughs> Tilling said he used to be a drill sergeant hilarious now look Tilling, you did send me a lovely message and I'm sorry we haven't uh got to your email yet we had a really busy year with uh voicemails and emails which is fantastic truly sings to my soul that you are all looking for help and guidance and I'm here to give it to you so Talene sent through quite a few questions in this email and I think I'll just do a little highlights package for you but I will start off by saying uh she is getting married uh she's got 250 people on the guest list Both she and her partner come from huge Middle Eastern families where big weddings are the norm, even here in the US. Our venue is beautiful, open reception hall downtown with a church and a hotel a couple of miles away. So she did ask a little bit about uh, feminism and this idea of incorporating traditions that don't necessarily sit with feminist values. Now, look, I... Think, I know we've done a couple of episodes, Weez and I, about feminism, and I would absolutely encourage if you, if you are interested in thinking about the origins of some traditions and also how they work with you and your belief systems or what you want to project on your wedding day, to go back and listen to those episodes because they contain a bunch of info about what the traditions are, what they mean. And then maybe why to use them or why not to use them. And really, you know, Talene asks me in this email if 
I have more suggestions that would help her. And to be honest, I really think it's about creating a wedding that's fun and memorable and unique to you as a couple. And that's how you decide about what to add and what not to add. And I certainly have said before, I don't have a problem with people walking, you know, your dad walking you down the aisle and wedding cakes and all this sort of stuff that, yes, can be connected if you look back in history to sort of patriarchal bullshit. But I mean, if you choose to do them, do them because you want to do them, not because you're being told by society that you must do them. That's, I think, the best point that I can bring to that comment uh, and that question to lean. Talene would also like to ask a question about cash as gifts. And I always think this is an interesting topic, especially depending on what culture and background that you come from, because to be honest, you know, it changes as to where you come from and what's the tradition behind that. She says, we would like to have people give us cash instead of a registry. And for the life of me, there is no straight answer for this on the internet. No shit. I mean, the internet can be a really bad place to go for answers. All I have been able to find is that family and the wedding party usually distribute the information by word of mouth. Is there a better way to do this or tell people in a different way? I would always say that when you ask for money, that you could easily use a registry like we did. We used a registry called Not Another Toaster. I don't know if that interests you, but basically you can set up a registry. People can use credit card or PayPal and you can say, we're going on a holiday or we would like to buy a new couch or we are renovating our house at the moment and we would love some help to create some memories there or we want to buy a bit of art or something. And then your guests can contribute to the registry via cash means. And then at the end of the wedding, you basically go to the website and say, thank you, we'd like to cash out now, and they will transfer the funds. So that's one way to do it where you are still actually asking them physically to give to a registry um, and it's not just cash in envelopes, which again, I know a lot of cultures, uh, you know, we've got the money pinning on wedding dresses, we've got uh, red envelopes for Chinese weddings. I think there are definitely cultural situations where it's absolutely fine to ask for cash. I don't know which specific, um, you said you're Middle East and I don't know, I'd need more information to not be a doofus in giving you the wrong information. But I do think if it's culturally appropriate, you can get away with it a little bit more. But that's my feeling on that. I would like to hear if you are a bride chiller or a groom chiller listening and you were going through the same situation. I'd love to hear your feedback. Do you have advice for Talene about asking for cash? Is it a big no-no? Maybe you're listening going, absolutely not. Forget it. Gifts only or nothing at all. You can't ask for specifics. Or maybe you've come up with a different solution that's not a registry. Get in touch. Visit thebridechiller.com. Leave me a voice message. I love those. And uh, let me in on your information. Hi, Alicia. My name's Brittany. I'm from uh, Kentucky in the United States of America. Um, I have only been engaged for a few weeks. I found your podcast pretty quickly because I've been worried about stressing about my wedding since I can remember, um, which is kind of psycho because most girls um, dream of their big day and all that crazy crap but um me I was just stressing out about stressing out so um it's been my mantra to be a bartella since before I even realized this podcast existed so thank you for that I love it um it's already setting this process off with a lot of ease I do have a question um about my bridesmaids um I have a childhood best friend 
um, in my wedding party who is a little bit narcissistic. Um, she's a serial dater, so, like, her life kind of revolves around her relationships. And um, she's always there for me in terms of, like, literally physically showing up and being there and supportive. But uh, she makes a lot of things about her and her dating life. Um, and I knew this, but I didn't really realize the extent of it until um, my maid of honor threw us a surprise engagement party on the night we actually got engaged. So, the, you know, the, the jitty, jitterness, the jitters were still there. Um, you know, we were really excited, showing off the ring, every, talking to everybody, and all she could talk about was... Um, her recent breakup that happened two months prior and this new guy she's been dating who is ignoring her and while I am there for her as a friend that's kind of obnoxious on you know the night that I'm trying to celebrate the fact that I'm going to be with my best friend for the rest of my life I mean that's a pretty monumental night for me and it's not wasn't just that night every time we've all talked or anything um it's kind of been always oh god I'm so single oh my god all my friends are getting married and I'm not and my other bridesmaids especially my maid of honor are ready to like kind of tell her off I've kind of just decided like you know obviously this is my wedding and it's not about her so like I'm not really worried about her stealing the show or anything because more so than anything she'll just look silly um, which I don't want for her going in I don't want a stressful wedding planning process just because my bridesmaids are fighting or being dramatic or immature like I just think that's really silly so I'm wondering how to address this how to address her being um you know kind of all about herself and also how to address the bridesmaids not standing up for me because I, while I appreciate it I, in the long run I just don't see it being a, um, a good idea so if you could help me out with that, that'd be great. I'm actually kind of worried about her even hearing this. She doesn't listen to the podcast, but that's how much confrontation uh, <laughs> scares me. But I love your work, and I, I really, really hope that um, you you hear this and can help me out because you always give such awesome, chill advice, and like I just really kind of want to just not give a shit about the drama and go forth. <laughs> well, thank you, and uh, have a great day. Look forward to hearing the rest of your podcasts. Brittany, thank you for your message. It can really suck when you have to deal with other people's stuff in amongst your own stuff, planning a wedding, and when you've got lots of different opinions and people sort of saying, this is how you should handle it. And so I'm just going to also add my opinion to this situation. I thought it was good, a good timing, actually, because last episode I interviewed the lovely comedian Jamie Lee, and she had written a book called Ridiculous. I still like saying the name. And in it, she raised a very good point, which I think we've talked about before, is this idea there seems to be always just one person that's just got to just make things about them or just shit you off. But I want to say, I feel like the fact that your engagement party happened on the evening of your proposal and it was a surprise, potentially, just thinking in your friend's sort of brain, standing in her heels, might have thrown her a little bit. It sounds like, as you said, she's a bit of a serial dater, a little unlucky in love. And I hate using that shit because we've all been a bit unlucky in love, potentially. I know I was. And I was that girl who was like, for fuck's sake, everyone's happy. I'm not. What's going on? What's wrong with me? 
what's with these guys I keep dealing with. And it can really be a bit of a Debbie Downer when you are confronted with your friend's happiness. Now, I'm not saying she's acting correctly, but I'm just trying to say that sometimes when everyone seems to be really happy and having this joyous stuff happen to them, it can be difficult. I feel like listening to you talk about her behavior, it's almost a bit of a cliche in how she's reacting, but also I feel like you could, I know you say you don't like confrontation. I don't think this has to be confrontational at all. I feel like it would be really good for you to have a one-on-one with her in a kind, calm way and just say, look, I am so happy that you are here to help me and celebrate. I know that you have had some on and off times with guys recently, but I just hope that you can support me in this and be there. And I really value your friendship and I want to be able to bring you along and get you involved in all the stuff. Now, I know you mentioned that your other bridesmaids are a bit sort of like, for real, this girl's being annoying. And I don't think encouraging them to start trying to solve problems is a good move. I think when you start to divide your team, and this is in life as well as just in weddings, It can get complicated and shit can get nasty. And that is not the vibe you want on your wedding day. So yeah, it's great that your bridesmaids are like, we'll step in, we'll say something. But I really think it's up to you to talk to her. She's your longtime friend. And I think any other option or plan of attack is just that. It's a plan of attack and that's not very cool. So Brittany, I think you're doing a really good job. I do think it's always best to just take a moment to step into the other person's shoes and go, I think she's hurting and I think she's jealous and I think she's questioning why she's not getting married and that's perfectly like it's our human nature that's what we do and yeah it's not the best way that she's done it but I do think you seem like a kind and loyal friend and I think it's really nice that you are taking the time to think about this and just ease into it call her up if she's being a jerk I mean call her on it but be mindful and uh, I think you're going to have a great wedding planning journey. And I'm stoked that you found the podcast because the Bridechiller community is a great place to hang out, especially if you were already worried about being stressed. We will stop that. Join the Facebook page. It's also very fun. We love you. There will be very much more, <laughs> very much more of the Bridechiller podcast after this short break. Hi, Alicia. This is Aaliyah from New York City. I'm a huge fan and I've been listening for the past year and I have a year to go until the big day. You have given me so much advice. So first and foremost, I just want to say thank you. You're a godsend because I am a hot mess. All right. So I have a couple of issues here surrounding the guest list. I've been avoiding it. I've been putting it off. I sit down I get into fights with everyone. It has been a nightmare. So I have a couple issues here. Number one, we split the guest list up uh, three ways. Me, my fiance, 50 people, my parents, 50 people, his parents, 50 people. Now his parents have gone over that 50 plus 20 more. My mother-in-law is kind of a socialite in her little town and She said she swears she cannot get it down lower than that. Um, And I can't really say anything. We can't really say anything because she's paying for the majority of it. So that's one issue. We really wanted, you know, something more intimate. And now we're at 175. Um, The second issue is my parents are divorced. And 
they have a great relationship. They are, they're friends. They're really good friends. They live down the street from each other. Um, we still spend holidays together, but lately, uh, my mother has told me that my father has been distancing himself from my mother. Um, and my sister told me that my dad has a new relationship. Um, I haven't met this woman, but they are getting more serious and he has asked me to invite her to the wedding. Oh my God. What do I do? What do I do? I don't want my mom to feel awkward. I told her this and asked her how she felt about it. And she was like, well, you know, if your dad decides to bring someone, then I get to bring someone. So now it's kind of like she would bring some random and my dad would bring his new girlfriend that I've never met. I would feel awkward. I really just want the two of them there. I don't want to make anyone feel bad. So please help. (sighs) Anyway. Again, this is Aaliyah. Much love from New York City. Oh, bright chiller, Aaliyah. I don't want to hear you sound like that at the end of the conversation. You sound a little beaten down, and I get it because, Jesus, when parents are dating, I don't know, I come from a, a divorced parents' family, and it can be really tricky when you're having to spin the proverbial plates of keeping everyone happy. But I want to just say outright, you have not met this woman And I think it's very important that you reiterate to your dad that it's not like a, not that your dad's on Tinder doing a Tinder date, but it's not a dating night. It's your wedding. And no disrespect to your dad. She might be hashtag the one, but I do think it's important that you meet the lady and, you know, have some sort of attempt to communicate with them because you don't want to be meeting your dad's lover Sorry, I had to do that. That sounded gross. Uh, your dad's partner, girlfriend, whatever you want to call her, on your wedding day. I just feel like it's a big ask from him to you to say, great, I want to invite this chick I've been seeing. And also, as you said, there is slight animosity or some distance happening with your mum. I think he should be very mindful of what he's asking you to do and maybe the idea of arranging a dinner or some sort of out-of-wedding situation to meet his new partner, if we're allowed to call it that, uh, that would be really sensible. So I would put this back in your dad's department and say, listen, Alicia said we need to have some sort of meeting because I'm not quite comfortable just having this lady turn up and having to do the introductions on our wedding day. Bit weird. The other question you had was about your families and allocating guests. This is always tricky. Because I think when you give people a number, and I I know we can't step back in time, because if we could, I think in this current juncture in our world, we'd probably do things a little differently, political. I think it's tricky when you say, great, you do 50, you do 50, you do 50, because it often leads to situations that you're currently in where someone goes, oh, it's too tight, I can't fit, I can't fit, I need an extra 30, 40, and it gets crazy. So I don't know the situation if... You are sharing finances with your parents and in-laws, or if you're paying for the whole thing, I think if you're paying for the whole thing, you can easily say, listen, hold your horses, people. You're going crazy. Do these people really need to come? I also think you can go through their list if you have a situation where you don't know these people, why are they coming to your wedding? And uh, remembering it is not a social function, it is your wedding day. The people that need to be invited are people that are 
you know, meaningful to you and no disrespect to your parents and in-laws guest list. But I think it would be wise to go back and sit down as a group and maybe not mix the parents, but sit down with your parents and then sit down with his parents and say, listen, we are really over here. This has gotten out of control. Please, can you go back through that list and let's talk about the people and why they're coming. I actually think when you put people in that position, and this is not being rude, I'm not saying, right, why are they coming? Cross them off the list. I'm just saying, if it's someone's friend of a friend that you have no fucking idea who they are, I would question why they are attending your wedding day. So I think there are ways to have this conversation, get it out there, question, you know, pencil in some people, cross off some other people, and really put them on the spot and make them give an explanation as to why these people might be coming. If it's like, they're my oldest friends, but you've never met them, I don't know. I think you've got a little bit of wiggle room there. The end. Alea, I think it's great that you are questioning these things. I think you just need to be bride chiller, but also, 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 new word, also a little forceful in questioning uh, guest lists and things because if you allow, if you get lax and you allow a little bit of control happening with other people, it can build up and explode in a bit of a nightmare. Not to be doom and gloom. That sounded a little doom and gloom. Oh, good luck with all that. Hi, Alicia. My name is Geneva and I've been listening for a couple months now. Um, it's so great to have a reassuring presence as I get into planning this whole wedding thing. Uh, today, I have a question about the most consistent thorn in my side since before my fiance and I even got engaged, and that is my in-laws. We got engaged last May, but we'd been discussing it for a really long time, like six months at least, and his parents have been just really difficult to deal with. We were really open about it with them from the beginning, but it's really putting a damper on the whole process some backstory. Um, When we first started talking about getting engaged, we had to have a whole bunch of conversations with them about why we wanted to get married at all. They are married themselves. They're just really against the whole institution for some reason. It's just really weird. So at this point, we're mostly beyond that decision or discussion, and they're just really making the planning part difficult. We wanted to get married in the spring, in April or May. I mean, venues are much cheaper then, and I really love the idea of taking all our photos when the flowers were blooming, and we had a venue and a date set, and they just torpedoed it. Um, They said his mother couldn't take any time off from work during those months because they were going to take a huge trip in March and take a bunch of time off. So we wanted to be helpful, and we decided to push the date into June so it would be easier for them to make it. Of course, that really increased the price of the venue because June is the biggest wedding month in the United States. And they are still making it a really quick trip. They're really only going to be here for like Friday and Saturday. She says she can't take time off work. Of course, now we've just found out that they booked themselves a week and a half trip to New England at the end of May. So it seems like she can take off work from work. She just doesn't want to do it for this. I should point out that they insist they don't have any problems with me. They just don't want anyone to get married, or at least not their son. So... I mean, it's really hard to take them at their word, but I'm trying. Now our problem is how much we should be including them in the actual wedding. My fiance is feeling really shitty about the way his parents are acting, understandably, especially when he sees how excited and supportive my parents have been. So my mother is definitely going to be going down the aisle with my brother, and we thought we were going to have his brother escort his mother, 
but we can't even tell if she wants to be in it. Um, Similarly, we're definitely doing a daddy-daughter dance. I have a really special relationship with my dad, and it's one of the few reception traditions that I actually want to keep. I will not be tossing a bouquet or a garter, but I want to dance with my dad. My fiancé is concerned that that's going to look weird if he doesn't do a mother-son dance, even though he isn't even really all that interested in doing one because his parents have been just so crappy. We went to a wedding a couple years ago where it was super obvious that the groom's parents didn't care or kind of even maybe disapproved of the whole wedding. And everyone could tell. I mean, his parents left before the bride and the groom even did and just weren't into it at all. We really don't want to be that couple. I mean, should we lay down the law? Should we just exclude them from the whole thing? Um, My fiance is writing them a letter soon to address their behavior in general, but I don't think that's going to give us a good answer on how to navigate the wedding itself. So any suggestions you have would be really appreciated. Thank you. Happy days. Geneva. Beautiful name, by the way. Uh, Geneva. That made me sound like some sort of guy hitting on you in a bar. Geneva. What a beautiful name. Geneva. Um, I, oh, gee whiz. Come on, folks. What is with these people? These people, our parents. I don't, I'm, actually, I'm sure I've said this before. My dad was really weird during our wedding planning process. My mum, she's not around anymore. She died about 10 years ago, so I didn't have a mum person to help me. And I really wanted dad to step up. And he was very distant and strange. And I found that quite hurtful. And on the day, he came through with the goods. He did an amazing speech. He danced. He did all the stuff. But to be honest, I went into our wedding day pretty sure that... He wasn't going to be like that. So he surprised me and I was it, it all worked out in the end. But I can really connect with what you're saying with this disconnection of your in-laws with the wedding planning process and also just the idea of getting married altogether because it sucks. You want people to be there to be supportive and, you know, want to be a part of everything. I'm not saying they have to be like, what's happening with the wedding? What are you doing? Oh, this is also exciting. You don't need all that all the time. But to have that quite blatant disconnect from what you were doing and planning and even just supporting the marriage in general can really be depressing. So I just want to say how level-headed you sound and congratulate you in coping because I think a lot of people wouldn't cope with it in this way. Now, no matter what their reasoning genuinely is, as you say, they're married I'd be interested to hear if they have other kids and if they've gotten married or if, if your fiancé is their only son or only child to get hitched. I do think as a parent, part of your role is supporting your kid in their decisions. And clearly you both want to get married. You're both adults. You're both sensible. You've made this decision and you're happy. And that's really what a parent should be stepping in and going, good on you. What can I do to help? Or good on you. I'm not going to be a jerk about this. So I'm disappointed that they're acting that way. I think the idea of confronting them with a letter or a conversation, to be honest, you know me, I'm all up for a convo. I think confronting people head on in a calm, as I was just saying to Brittany, calm, you know, moderate way of just saying your behavior is actually surprising us and we don't understand it, might actually get an answer out of them. I feel like when you write letters and you put it in writing, it can be really bold. You can say what you want to say that's harder to say in person, but also it gives them an out of not saying exactly what they feel. And I think when you say things to people's faces, again, in a calm, conservative way, 
And I know a super friend of the show, Dr. Lindsay Beerer, would say in these situations, it's much more beneficial to actually sit and converse and to be in a situation where you can react to each other rather than necessarily just writing something and letting it go into the ether and letting them have time to manipulate and come up with answers that aren't necessarily uh, what they think. I'm actually making assumptions and presumptions here. That that's what they might do, but, you know, it sounds like they're being a little tricky with stuff. I will say, I don't want to go on and on about this, but it's it's very uh, disappointing that they're booking holidays around the time of your wedding and sort of saying, yeah, we can't get time off work, it's just two days. But then on the reverse, if they're not into the wedding and they don't really want to be a part of it, fine, let them have their two days and as we'd say in Australia, they can chuff off home. So I think perhaps it's a win that they're not wanting to hang around. You've got the support of your family. I don't really think that, I just sounded like I was on crack. I don't think people on crack actually make that noise. I don't think that I'm going back to my professional voice. I don't think that your fiance should feel pressured to do a mother son dance if he doesn't want to do it. I think we shouldn't feel obliged to do anything, especially, I mean, your these parents don't seem to be obliged to do anything at all. So I think whatever you do is a win. Always be the bigger people, but I think you should confront this. I think you should sort it out. Figure, you know, but there's probably some explanation that no one's thought about. I don't know. People make weird choices, and when they can't communicate properly, it can make things even more complicated. So maybe hit them where it hurts, as in the truth, and uh, have the conversation. What do you think? Have you got an opinion? I'd love to hear it. Visit thebridechiller.com. Write a message on today's post on the Facebook wall if you're listening in the future. Hello from the future. I hope things are better there. Uh, But also, if you have a question you would like to include in the podcast, leave me a voice message. I always sort of say the emails are great, but oh, reading them takes a long time and no one wants to hear my voice that much. Your voices are much more interesting. Very simple to leave a voice message. You can either email me a media file or you can simply log on to the website and click on the little box that says speak pipe and leave a a voice message there. Big love to all our premium subscribers if you haven't signed up and you are interested in listening to the 250 plus episodes in the back catalogue. There's more than that, actually. It's like 280. Uh, I would encourage you to do that. It's very affordable and it also helps support me doing this show. Podcasts aren't easy to make any money out of. And I'm not afraid to say I would like this to be my full-time job because at the moment I go to my full-time job and then I come home and do this full-time job. No, bring out the violins. I love doing this show, but I also love seeing new subscribers pop up in my email box because it makes me feel like I'm an empowered businesswoman who's doing the right thing. Hashtag nasty woman. Love you all until uh, the next episode of the show. I bid you happy days. The Bride Chiller Podcast, telling chair covers to get fucked since 2014.